You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. In a little cafe, just the other side of the border. Started. Yay! If he hadn't lost his keys yesterday, he would have been here on time today. There we go. Always something with us. We're, all, <laughs> we're a band of excuses over well, here. Well, we, we want to give people a chance to warm up on the uh, the, the bingo card that's got to go out there any day now. We've got to get the bingo card out there. Yeah. Because that, that's a big one. That should be like the free space. You know that, that, that was an excuse, one? huh? An excuse? No, it's like the times we make it on time at, at nine on the dot. All right. Man, it's 9-12 right now. Good morning, everybody. This is Morning's Lone Star. We're here every weekday morning from 9-ish ish to uh, 11. I know we do it at 11 for sure, but uh, we're here every morning, every weekday morning, and we're really excited to be here. And uh, it is a beautiful Tuesday. It's 12-12 right now. 12-12-17. Interesting, interesting. I don't know if that means anything to the Aztecs or anything like that. But uh, it was like, yeah, five years ago, exactly. We were all supposed to die and we didn't. Maybe we are dead. Jacob's Ladder scenario every Jacob's day. Jacob's Ladder lost. Last episode of Lost. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Why did you just ruin that for people? Okay. Spoiler. I think there's like an eight year moratorium is, on spoilers. Is Lost one of those shows where if you gutted like the middle of seasons, you still get it? No. You don't think so? Like, no. you watched the first and second season, then you went directly into, like, the last episode. No, nah, the, the mythology was just so huge because you have, you know, especially the you final season so. was the, the sideways so. the sideways leads to the alternate reality. Yeah, well, that's like, but I'm saying you don't have to show the, the last season, you show the last episode. But you wonder how the heck they got there. Who, well, who's we, this we, man? You were wondering that in the first and second season anyway. Yeah, no, so. I was all about The Lost, man. I loved The Lost. And I got the last episode, You too. know what I started watching last night? What? Andromeda with Kevin Sorbo. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I missed that in my uh, sci-fi age when I was growing up watching Star Trek. And I was like, I've never seen Andromeda, but I read about Andromeda. And I, know, I, I knew the premise. And then Kevin Sorbo, I did watch all of Hercules. I've seen all of Hercules for sure. Do you like movies and with gladiators in them too, Dick? Why? Oh, just that's from the never mind. Move on. It's from the movie Airplane. I haven't. I told you I don't watch. I don't watch garbage. Oh my movies. gosh! I, I watch garbage. Okay, television so okay, movies. you watch all of Hercules. But I'm, I like Kevin Sorbo, mm-hmm. and uh, he did not disappoint in this one. So was it in Andromeda? So there was one of the because there's the whole slew of these sci-fi series that were like going on the pre-CW back when it was just you know channel 39. I think this was uh, UPN. No, oh sorry, the history of Andromeda was it was on a major network and then it moved to sci-fi. Now was this the one that it was so cheap that 80 percent of it took place in just like the single room with curtains all around? No, that was Earth Final Conflict. Yeah, yeah, that was the really bad. This one. W- this Andromeda was apparently a cash grab by Gene Roddenberry's mm-hmm. wife. Yeah, because she found. He'd like, written it along he written, with the Questor tapes. Yeah, he written a piece of it. And then so she basically sold it. And then that's why they made they made five seasons of it. So it wasn't really. Yeah, I was surprised. So uh Sorbo, huh? This, this is post Hercules. I know. This is post Hercules, because you wonder where that guy went. 
Because he went from, from my mind, he went from Hercules to Fire Down Below 2, which is the Steven Seagal. Is it, this, is it Fire Down Below? Is that the one with Steven Seagal, the first Isn't one? Isn't one, one of them. Now he's uh, actually funded a uh, one of those uh, independent movies, uh, like, like uh, Christian-based movies. It was a Steven Seagal like movie. It was? That's why I remember 1997, because I'm, yeah. And they made a second one with Kevin Sorbonne. See, now I'm flashing back <laughs> to that whole time where we had shows like My Secret Identity, and War of the Worlds, and uh, oh, Space Above and Beyond. That was a really good one. But it was definitely during that time where I was too young to watch TV past like 4 p.m. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, I, yeah, because usually all the adult television would be on past 4 p.m. And I was like Dr. Phil, like ER, and uh, those kind of things. I'd do my homework and I'd go play sports and stuff like that. I would, okay, thank you. <laughs> 4, 4 p.m. I'm of the age now. That's dinner time at Luke's. Now you know. What, you know now. It's time to say thank you to our sponsors, uh, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, yeah. and of course Conroe Coffee. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about them throughout the show. And uh, yes, we do have a special guest. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, what today? You know what? Also, I want to announce on uh, Thursday. You know who we got in on the ticket stub? Who potentially is Kevin Sorbo? No. See, I thought uh, I'd bookend it. I have no idea then. No, we got a famous director's son. You know, that's how that's how they were. We're Bob, getting there, but not like we did get the famous director. Bob Polanski. Oh, we got Rob Reiner's son. Rob Reiner's. Okay, so Rob Reiner's the son of Carl Reiner. So uh, his son's name is. I don't know. I just know. I guess got a message saying he works for KPRC, I think. In, okay, in important safety tip before he shows up in the studio. We don't know where he name. lives, though. I'm still trying to find out his street address and all that kind of stuff, social security, but can't figure that out. But. The yeah. day is young, my young friend. We're, we're going to figure it out. But no, he uh, he apparently agreed to be on the show. And I think it's going to be next Thursday because we're recording on Thursday. He's a busy guy. I think he's an anchor. He's a Reiner. I think he's a news anchor is what I think he is. A but he's reporter. a Reiner, so of course he's busy. So we'll ask him about the fake news thing and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, Ask him what his uh, granddad would think about it. Carl Reiner. I know. Carl Reiner's pretty funny, though. Yeah. He probably would laugh at it. That's probably what he. Well, Carl Reiner's the of the uh, era of Edward R. Morrow and yeah. Cronkite and, and Jack Parr, you know. So we could. There's actually, a really interesting driving car, uh, driving cars and coffee. What's that called again? Like the, the uh, web series with Seinfeld, drinking coffee and driving cars. Oh yeah, or something whatever. like that. Yeah. He did it with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks, <laughs> and it was really interesting because he didn't do the typical thing where they drove in the car. He actually went to go visit them. And it was kind of nice to see two best friends, and they had a routine. They'd watch a movie and eat dinner, but they had, like, TV trays and everything. So it was really weird to see Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, like, sit with TV trays and eat. I think they went to, like, maybe, you know, stereotypically, Luby's might have went there. I don't really know. I remember they were getting It's the in food. the rule book. You hit AARP level like me. It's and this that's Luby's, what they were doing. Luby's yeah, and Denny's. It's very entertaining. <laughs> But yeah, so that was kind of cool. That's a great coup. coup and I'm not, you I know what, I'm not, I'm not talking down to our guests because we do have a guest today. He's just as important, if not more important, than Carl Reiner's grandson, who we're going to have on. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know? Really? I think he is. So look at him. He's actually here. Oh, hell. Hi. How, yeah. Uh, he's snuck in on me. I didn't Steven think, yeah. David. He is like really important. Is in the studio. He's going to be joining us in a bit after a short break. And uh, we're going to talk politics or running for Running for politics? Running for office. Running for office. And then uh, he's running for 8th the congressional, eighth congressional seat. district. Uh -huh. The district, not the seat. Correct. Who has the seats? This, this is the Senate. Okay, so Senate has the seats. Uh-huh. This is a district. Okay, so mm -hmm. well, you don't get a there seat. You get a couch. You have two senators per state. Okay. 
I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this for the audience. Right. Okay. He has I know all this stuff. And the vice president is the president of the Senate, so he breaks any ties in the Senate. In the congressional, there are what 400 and something. I'm, I'm sure if uh, our guest doesn't know, he's going to Google it really quick. We're going to thin out that crowd. That's too many people. <laughs> yeah. so lots of districts, but yeah, eighth congressional district covers a lot of the Woodlands area in Montgomery County. So, uh, um, so basically, you're telling me the only thing they care about is the Woodlands. Pretty much, yeah. Because I feel like that's what everyone kind of does anyway. Yeah, hello. I'm a Woodlands boy. I know. I get it. We all love you. Yeah, you betcha. Everyone loves But that's right. Steve and David is in the studio, and uh, he's going to be on with us for I don't know how long, but I'm really excited. You can check him out online if you want to do some field work. ElectStevenDavid.com. ElectStevenDavid.com. Com. And that's Stephen with a V. And he looks a lot nicer in person than a picture on his website. Really? I'm just going to let people know that. Okay, well, so. we're going to get you straightened out here on your campaign with your photos and stuff. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Dick and Skippy, political strategist extraordinary. Yeah, that's what we know exactly what we're doing <laughs> yeah. every nine-ish in the morning. That's, that's right. You always make a big entrance, man. Speaking of which, we do need to take a break. Okay. So we're going to say quick break, hear a word from our sponsors. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star. Hope you guys are ready for a good morning. I'm ready, ready for some good songs. If you want to have a song request for us, MW Lone Star on Facebook, or you can call and leave a message, 936-647-3776, and just call in, leave a nice message. If you don't curse, I might play it on the over the air. Well, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're going to play some a couple songs coming up after Steven, so stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. It is Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. We can neither confirm nor deny that we are two of the existing Power Rangers. We're just going to leave it at that. It's 925 in the morning here at beautiful Conroe, downtown Conroe. I'm looking out the window and by golly, it is gorgeous out there. We are happily sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Yummy warm coffee on winter days like this. And other stuff, too. They have a full breakfast and lunch menu. They got uh, this, this Cuban latte that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, you, know, you know, I'm all about the trade embargo, but I am going to find out about the Cuban latte. 
And um, then also Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, our other sponsor. So thank you to both of them for filling our bellies with coffee and keeping our studio from smelling like a locker room. We appreciate it. So we uh, have a special guest coming up in the studio in momentarily. It's uh, Stephen David, and he is a candidate for the 8th Congressional District. This gentleman is running for Congress. We're going to uh, do the typical morning Dick and Skippy thing on him. We'll probably go easy on him. We won't ask him about his thoughts on uh, AAA, for instance. Uh, for new listeners uh, may not know that Dick and Skippy are convinced that AAA is a worldwide organization hell-bent on the domination of the world. And we're just going to leave it at that. Any organization that's about autos that starts up three years before autos are made available to the public, there's a conspiracy there. We're just saying. So that's where we are today. Uh, I have no idea what the traffic is, but the weather's beautiful and balmy. And I'm going to leave it pretty much at that. Uh, anything else happening in the news today? Oh, yeah. All right. You don't have to stall anymore. Okay. All we're right, good. We're good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I was about to go into Alabama, but you stopped me. What's going on in Alabama? Are they okay? Yeah, yeah, they're going to vote on something or another. I don't know. It's a big, big thing that, uh, as we talked about yesterday. Are they going to vote on something else besides one person or two people, Nothing of consequence. That's the only one that's going to hit the headlines. And, and as I pointed out yesterday, whomever wins, uh, actually, sorry, whoever wins, so I used the word wrong, uh, that side will, will be over ecstatic about it. And whoever doesn't get it, the other side will be over annoyed about it. And it'll last for about a week and a half. And, and then What's the average people. lifespan of a reporter that covers politics? <laughs> well, that I just can't imagine. A lot of like, it depends. Here's the thing. I would believe I have to look at the numbers. I believe that under the previous administration, since there wasn't that much of an adversarial relationship with the administration, I'm not saying it was a mutual stroke society, but, you know, there uh, there was a stronger relationships were forged, I think, in the in the previous administration which means that uh, they would be there longer. Uh, you had Helen, uh, oh, God, what's her name? Washington Post. Uh, she was like 90 years old when she finally retired. Uh, she, you know, she's a stalwart. Helen Thomas? Yeah, Helen Thomas. She, she, You're uh, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you. with your nimble Google typing fingers there. Uh, I, I think a lot more solid relationships were built in the previous administration than with the current one. And uh, who... I, that's a good question. They probably last longer than well, the I mean, I, press can, I just imagine myself going like, oh, I've been in Alabama for like, how long do you think the first reporter landed in Alabama? To oh, talk you're about? talking about, I, I thought you were talking about White House press corps. No, oh. I'm talking about the low lives. Oh, you're, you're talking like the, the the local. Oh, that's the Metro reporter. Because here's no, the thing. No, I, I bet you someone like from Newsweek or some, you know, national syndicated whatever sent a reporter there either at the beginning of this race or halfway, there had to have been like a date where it's like, hey, we want you to stay down in Alabama and cover this until it's over. Everybody's down there today. Today. But I meant like, who's, how and long do you think? By the, Friday, oh, by Friday, they're all gone. Well, I, don't, I know that. I'm saying before that, how, how long do you think the, the, what's the longest person, longest time a person's been there? Uh, the, you know, Bob, the local reporter, beat reporter forever, the, the national media, probably a couple of days. Because really? It, yeah, it takes. I feel like someone would be down there doing resources. like the real, the real investigation of this. No, they'll just, leave it to the local uh, shop. You know, let, let's say CBS News is covering nationally. They'll they'll get their local CBS affiliate to to say, okay, okay, time for the big pants. Because to send down a network team. Do you think they have the four conflicts that like they do in like in the police shows where the FBI shows up? And it's like this is my jurisdiction now, and they're like, no, this is my investigate. You think the the journalists do that? Yeah, it's it's the badge. You, you know, yeah, you I'm think Washington so? Post. Well, I'm New York Times. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm the Times Picayune. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
So yeah, there's a, there is a pecking order, and it's just it is what it is. So I, I'm interested to see. Uh, I, today's going to turn out very happy for some people, very unhappy for others. And That's usually will, how the day turns out for people. So. Then life in the Senate will just go on. Uh, yeah, I think opinion. so. Yeah, I am H O. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I I really don't. It's funny because Alabama is actually really pretty, but I just don't know. I don't know anyone from Alabama, so I don't know if this is going to affect anybody. I know my father's side of the family came apparently from Alabama. See, I can't tra trace it back beyond my paternal grandfather. You mean they're like Native Americans or what? No, no. I just mean apparently my great my grandfather great grandfather was like heavy in the Alabama mob, and so they set up shops. Oh, that's in, even cooler. Set up shop in Texas, yeah. There's a story where my grandmother actually had to hide my father in the trunk of a cop car to cross state lines. And so that's why I don't I don't we don't talk too about far it? back on genie uh, ancestry.com. I only stick on the mother's side. I wonder that's one thing I loved about uh, uh those shows that show like your history and I'm always waiting for that one like you know the un unveil oh by the way you're you're part of Genghis Khan who you know raped and pillaged all these people. Well, do, do you have any, like, uh, I am a direct descendant of Billy the Kid, for instance. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm Pat Garrett, who shot Billy the Kid. So, you know, I come from the Garretts. I feel like you're reaching for stuff when you say stuff like that. Hey, Pat Garrett killed, you know, Billy the Kid, he shot him. They were friends, and he killed him. Sounds like, a, sounds like a butthole <laughs> shooting his friends. Well, it was the Old West. Everyone shot everyone. Everyone shot everyone. Gun control. All right, it's 930. We have to talk to our guest now. Is it 930? Oh, we're gonna, I thought we were going to do it after the music. We're going to do it now? We're going to do it now. Awesome. He, he's ready. He, we're look warming at him. him up. Yeah, he, he hasn't bolted for the door yet, so I think we're good. <laughs> we are talking to Mr. Stephen David. He's the Democratic candidate, the only Democratic candidate for the 8th Congressional District. That's the Congress seat, congressional seat currently held by uh, Kevin Brady. Uh, welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Good to have you in the studio. It's good thanks, to be here. Thanks for not e running e off yet. ElectStephenDavid.com. ElectStephenDavid.com is the website if you want to like kind of Talk along with us, and if you have any questions of Stephen, uh, platform, anything like that, go on and call our line, 936-367-647-3776. Let me do that again, 936-647-3776. bother calling in now. Yeah, right. Just go to the website, IRLoneStar.com, go to contact us, it's there. Get over it. Or text Dick at his personal cell. Yeah, let's do 911. Please, call <laughs> that number. There 911-423-8625. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, Stephen, so what, uh, what, tell us about uh, what prompted you to run and a little bit about yourself here. Well, before I say that, I want to say two things. Number one, I really appreciate these coasters, which are Star Wars, by the way. He's yeah, cool. Uh, I, get like lot, I get a lot of props that. for that. Yeah, yeah, you should, because right. they're amazing. And, uh, and then number two, Conroe Coffee is legit. I know. That's it why there are sponsors. We not play Do you around. think we have sponsors that I'm are, just saying, aren't like, legit? You know, like coffee is sometimes coffee is coffee, you know, N not Conroe Coffee. So no. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so before you get into it, I got a question. We got to answer this on the air. I got my <laughs> I got my card, my voter, my voter registration card. card, and I get really nervous when I get official documents like this because I feel like I don't handle them properly. Yeah. It says return service requested. So I have to fill this out or not? So you need to sign it. I need to sign it. You first thing first, it. I mm -hmm. sign it. Yeah. Okay. And he's signing a lot. Here, get on the camera. Dig, dig, get on the camera. Oh, okay. Dig. I'm signing. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick is signing his voter registration card. Oh, man, this feels so great. It should. I mean, this is democracy know, action some, right You here. know, people have bad days, and some people have good days. This is one of those good days. It's Merca. That's right. All right, cool. Signed it. So I send it back in? No. Nope. Put it in your, fold it up and put it in your wallet. That's right. 
Then why would it say return service requested on it? Because if, if you weren't the person living there, if it was sent to your home address and it was Stephen David living there instead of you, then you would send it. I would send it back because it's not for me. But they don't say that on here. Yeah. Well, you know. Also, it, it could be like so a, much ink they can use. You know, you need to read the fine, uh, fine print on the back because uh, it could be like a social security card where you can't laminate it. But laminating it would be pretty cool. Well, no, that's another thing. Uh, I don't know if you have any restriction, restriction or whatever, changing this up, but how do I make it small enough to fit in my wallet? Why don't they do that already? That's called folding. <laughs> but why don't they go ahead and make it like that? Because your signature wouldn't fit. <laughs> what the hell is going on, man? Well, we have neighbors, dude. What are they doing? They're banging all. Are we too loud for them? Okay, so I have to fold this and hope it doesn't tear in the wall. Because when you put stuff in wallets, it falls yeah. apart. Yeah, when but you, you also know it. in the state of Texas, you can go vote with your driver's license. You don't need this with a form of ID. I mean, that's a form of ID. This or your driver's license, right? As long as your driver's license is active, you, you know, you haven't let it expire. Oh, the, but this is cool cares? because it like, has. Like, your, why am I? Why am I wasting my time with this? Don't throw it away so willy nilly. It's a, what, it's why a, do I need it? it's democracy in action. You should treasure that. And see, but the nice thing about the, the voter registration card, it's also got your districts here, so you know yeah. which representative, which state representative. It tells you your so precinct yeah. and all that good stuff. And uh, It gives you very uh, relevant information. Oh, I need to go vote? Do you want me to take you Because I always take I'm my daughter. Kidding. Every time I vote, I take my daughter with me, and we make sure uh, to hit all the candidates who are there and ask them the tough questions. And uh, it's really cool because I, I also also like to see how the candidates treat my daughter. It's not like advanced warning on you or anything, Stephen. <laughs> That's really creepy. I'm just gonna throw that no, no, out no, no, there. No, no. With it's today's like, climate, it's really creepy. You know, sometimes it's like hot outside, and so some you know if a candidate comes up or rep with you know, hey, is your daughter thirsty? She want a bottle of water. That shows it may not. I may disagree with them politically, but it shows that they have a. So you're using your daughter in pawn, like a game of chess, Polit a political pawn. Political pawn. You betcha, man. All right. Fair enough. I'm sorry, Stephen, to interrupt you. I just had a. I, you look like a person who would know the answer to that, well, I and I appreciate it. all the knowledge you shared with me. So I can just throw this away. Keep Long it. story Don't short, nope. Here, keep, here, give it to me, and I'll, I'll vote for that you. That is 100 percent false. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what? Uh, when, when you're not running for office, what do you do? So I work. Uh, he runs the, an office. That's right. Well, kind of. So I work for the city of Houston, mm -hmm. and uh, my job is to be a uh, effectively a guy that looks for. Uh, inefficiency in government process. And specifically, I look at the stuff that uh, relates directly to citizens. So if a service is provided to citizens, then we go in and we, we do a performance audit of what they do. And if there are ways to improve the process, save money, or just better deliver a service, then we do it. Awesome. Are you, uh, you say you work city of Houston, you live, reside up in this area? or is Yeah, yeah. So I live off of uh, 249 Spring Cypress in the southern part of the district. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds cool. Good area. It is a good area. I like it. It's got the vintage. We've got Bearded Fox Brewery over there, but I'm not going to lie. Y'all have got three breweries in Conroe, right? Probably more. I mean, there's so many wooded areas. You have no idea what they're cooking in. <laughs> beer, beer, beer breweries, Dick. Be, be, yeah. Oh, beer, oh. Beer. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's a budding economy in Conroe. So it's it a uh, fast growing, growing city. city. <laughs> so everyone's got to get uh, their fix. And with it comes the, uh, uh, the breweries. So, Stephen, you are uh, the Democratic uh, can uh, candidate. Correct. Uh, um, tell me about that, because in Montgomery County, like statistically, historically, armadillos tend to get more votes than Democrats. <laughs> and but is, there seems is, to be a shift in the air on Is that. a Democratic office just a front? Because the office on Frazier? We've never seen I've like, never anyone. seen anybody go in there or out, and it's all tinted. And so I just was, I was like, that has to be a front for something. Maybe it's the back entrance. Is the it like case. a legal thing that the Democratic, each official office has to have a physical office? 
No, 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 no. Not, I mean, so there are some counties in the district. There, there are quite a few counties inside uh, the 8th Congressional District. Okay. And uh, there are a couple of counties that have inactive Democratic parties. Okay. Um, so, no, no. I mean, if there's an office, there's, I mean, there is an office, and it's not a front. A front for what? Have you I been to the know? office? Probably yes. AAA. Okay, so good. I'm, I was just curious, because every time I drive by, because it's, it's one of those shopping centers that's been around for a long time. And it's like right now it's going in a slump, mm-hmm. you know, like not a lot of people visit it. And I'm like, I always wonder like if they just are required to have an office just because it's no, no, like. No. I'm, I'm telling you, remember the old Batman TV series where it was just that that wooded area with the, with a the little traffic barricade there. And if you went through it, you got to the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just saying maybe we could really pop in. Some, yeah, right. Is there Maybe there's a Shakespeare's head statue <laughs> there. We can. Well, okay, we're going to okay, be moving on. We'll, we will. Uh, we actually have to do take a break. Uh, we have Stephen David in the studio. Check him out online, electstephendavid.com. He is running for the 8th Congressional uh, Couch. District. Yeah, District. Thank that's you. True. Almost got it. It's well, couch. There's a couch, we'll there's a couch somewhere <laughs> involved in it. <laughs> right? No? No, that's acting. Okay, good. Oh, golly. You're listening to Morning's a Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. We're taking a music break. When we come back, we're going to hit the hit the road hard with Steven. Yeah, we will get serious, we promise. Yeah. One thing I like to talk about is all the stupid questions politicians get asked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that definitely happens here in Montgomery County. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be back with more. Stephen. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Ten till ten, or in England we used to say ten of ten, and we are here with Dick Skippy and special guest Stephen David, the Democratic candidate for the Eighth Congressional District. He is running for Congress, folks, and he is in our studio. And we're going to be actually asking some like realsies questions today. Enough about the Star Wars. Yeah, the, the dog collars off. That's right, man. That's right. We're tough. <laughs> we're going to hit it. Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. I hope everyone's enjoying this beautiful... I'm telling you, this week's going to be perfect in Montgomery County. Don't jinx it, man. Okay. 
Well, who cares? Bring it on. I don't care if I jinx it. It's not nice to fool with Mother I Nature. I can't control Mother Nature. It does what it wants. You, you remember the old margarine commercial? Were, were you alive when this came out, the margarine commercials about uh, don't mess with Mother Nature? No. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, me either. Oh, my gosh. I got to learn you people so much. See, we're, we're losing our history. Well, good thing we have YouTube and we can preserve it. Yeah, look, look right? up It's Not Nice to Mess with Mother Nature commercial and you'll see what I'm talking about. Anyways, back to Stephen David. Uh, so, Stephen, we're, we're talking off the air. Uh, really nice gentleman. Uh, I'm liking this guy, but tell me. Uh, oh, come on. He's doing an interview. Of course, he's going to be nice. Nice, but not. Well, no, he complimented us on our I mean, Star Wars I told posters. you his picture. I mean, he's. We'll fix the picture. It's we'll, too clean. You know, there's, you know, there's people running after you right now. They're outside probably with little cameras. and They're like, all right, let's see what this guy's doing today. They're following you all day today. They're yeah. waiting for that, like, pre-coffee sip, really uh, ugly yeah. photo. Yeah. It's <laughs> like where I'm opening my mouth and I'm trying to pour the coffee in and I just look horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let people know who are listening right now who aren't driving uh, and they're on a computer. Elect, electstephendavid.com. Electstephendavid.com. And Stephen with a V. Stephen with a V. Oh, I guess that is important to tell yeah. people, isn't uh-huh. it? I mean, there could be some Stephen David running for, <laughs> you know, dog catcher in, in Peoria. And he's about to Wait, get a whole Why bunch do people of say that? Is, it, there's a, is that an actual position people yeah, yeah, can yeah. run for? Yeah, yeah in some yeah, states, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Believe it or not. I don't believe that. I I choose not to. Dick, have that. I ever knowingly lied to you? Oh, yeah. That you've caught me in? I just assume Red-handed? everything you say is a lie. And then I just, that way I'm surprised when okay. it's not. The problem with assuming is there is no I in yeah. ASSUME. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can we get back to Steven? I want to hear about his platform. Do you have to have a platform? Yeah. Can't you just change it up a little bit and just say, I just don't want people to. Well, okay. I just really quickly. So last year when we had the uh, this judicial race with with three candidates, uh, two gentlemen, uh, one in a wheelchair, one not, and then a lady. And the, the two men, uh, the, the lady came up with a, a slogan that basically said, uh, woman, not man. I, I don't, oh. I, I don't want to say the actual slogan because her name was part of it. Well, I'll just say it was Bim, not him. And so it inspired the other two guys to kind of gang up on her. So they were like at the candidate forums, we don't care which one of us you vote for, just vote for one of us. Oh, man. <laughs> So that was that was kind of funny. That's the nuclear option. Yeah, that was that was pretty. But moving on to this election the platform, cycle. we can read about his platform on his website. Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, let's I, talk about this Thursday. I've got. tickets. I know, isn't that crazy? Seven thirty. He's got tickets too. Uh, yeah, I got the D box tickets for next Wednesday. My so daughter excited. gets out of school. We're we're hitting those D box. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. So. That's cool. Okay, so how would uh you know let's equate the fall of the old republic to the the rise of Conroe. <laughs> See what I'm doing this year? You know, is Conroe Corsan? So, you know, is that an analogy there? Uh, so, okay, so the, the current uh, uh, holder of the 8th congressional seat is Kevin Brady, who is now currently chairman of Ways and Means Committee. Right. And Ways and Means, for those of you who don't know, and a lot of people don't, and it's okay, uh, pretty much tax stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, right. and he ran on a, a huge tax reform bill. Now, that's not what all congressmen do. You know, he just that was his pet thing. Uh, now, the tax reform bill that, that's, that's out there right now isn't really the, the, the same as what was initially posted. Uh, you know what I'm impressed by is what? the Ways and Means has its own website, like official government website. Oh, they have their, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so serious do you, stuff, yeah. Do you think they give him like a different badge and everything? That role, that position? Like like a, a, like a different letterhead? A badge? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I'm sure it's like uh, Kevin Brady, Congressman, 8th Congressional District, and Chairman of Ways and Means, or from the desk of the Chairman of Ways and Means. Something like that. I'll ask. I'll call and ask. <laughs> These are vital questions. These are. I, I told you, Stephen, we hit the hard-hitting questions. What's on the letterhead? <laughs> Will you be well, embossed that's where, tax, that's where our taxes are going for a different website. Someone paid somebody to do that. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's WordPress or Wix.com and GoDaddy. 15 bucks a month. They're probably paying some intern. Well, probably yeah. not paying yeah, an intern. Yeah, I was about to say, you, you got that one Those right. Those punks. So with the, the current Congress holder with a, a tax platform, is, is that your platform or your, is your thought to, to enhance on that or do you have a different platform altogether? Or? So, so I kind of decided to run earlier this year, and the reason why I decided to run was actually healthcare. Um, mm, okay. So, so I, I think that this, I, I kind of reject the, the notion, and this is going to be me being political, calling it tax reform. I actually do think it's kind of like a tax scam. Um, and, but we can talk about that in a second. I, I, the, the reason why I decided to run was uh, on top of being chair of Ways and Means, uh, Kevin Brady is also a whip in the Republican Party. I mean, he's the guy that goes to other congressmen and says, I really need you to vote this way. And uh, they put forward the, the health care bill. It's the American Health Care Act. And um, my wife uh, and I, Jenny, three and a half, four years ago, fostered a little girl. Uh, she was born three months premature, and uh, she was born three months premature because her mom was taking ecstasy while she was pregnant. Right. And so she, when she was born, she was born with um, some uh, GI issues. She also had a skin uh, issue that we went to a dermatologist for, and then she went to her uh, normal pediatrician. And uh, all of those things, because we were fostering through the state of Texas, all of those things were covered. Basically, they, they paid for all of our doctor's exams. They paid for the daycare that we used. And what it did was it helps encourage the, the idea is that we have a lot of kids who, um, who need to, uh, who are in the foster system and we need people, uh, whether young or old, it doesn't matter. We need people to step up and, and help because it's, it's better for the child. And that program, uh, that funded everything that we, uh, everything that we, uh, were able to afford, uh, was funneled through the state of Texas and funded by the federal government. And, uh, the healthcare bill drastically reduced that that program, effectively disincentivizing people fostering. And that was one of the things that really got under my skin about this bill. And th the question that I kind of asked myself, the conversation that I had with my wife was, you know, like, how how can you go to someone and convince them to vote for something like this? You know, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall conversations that Kevin was having with uh, with other congressmen saying, hey, this is this is a bill that you need to vote for. And here's why we're going to cut Medicaid funding for for fostering. Right. Or, or for the chip. Pro we're not going to renew the chip program later on. Things like that. So it, it, it got me really upset. Um, on top of that, there were a couple of things that they did where it lifted. Um, and, and this, again, right, this passed the House. It didn't pass the Senate, so it's not law now. But it doesn't mean that they're not trying to do it. They actually, the Senate is attempting to do effectively the same thing through the tax reform bill that the Senate released. But At least we know they're working. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're working at something. And uh, and with the, the, the bill that passed the House, one of the other things that they did was that they they lifted the premium cap for people who make less than a certain amount of money and are within a certain age range. So effectively, someone who right now, uh, with the current law in place, the Affordable Care Act, uh, someone who's 64 years old and makes less than like $35,000 a year uh, is capped in their premium at roughly $1,700 a year, right? So someone who, who doesn't make a whole lot of money, who is getting to the point of where they're going to potentially be retired, their, their premium for healthcare is 1700 bucks. This healthcare bill would have lifted that cap to sixteen thousand four hundred dollars, right? A precipitous increase, and and the biggest issue that we find with stuff like that. So, so when we do studies, and, and this is going to be me being a little bit wonky, um, we do impact analysis studies uh, at my job all the time. And one of the things that we've we've worked on is uh, we have you you identify how much money is a reasonable amount of money uh, for someone to pay uh, for housing, and if you if it costs more than roughly a third of your income, then you technically qualify uh, 
if, if a third of your income doesn't cover rent, then you start to qualify for affordable housing um, and government assistance for housing. Uh, that health care, that raising of the cap is over 50% of someone's income making less than $35,000 a year, right? So it, it just blew me away that someone could could just say, you know, oh yeah, half your income can go to your health care pre- premium, right? Just the premium. It doesn't, you know, not everything's going to be covered. They're going to have to pay for prescriptions. Prescriptions aren't always covered and stuff like that. And I thought that was just a really craven attack on just general people who don't have a whole lot of money to begin with. Very interesting. Um, uh, so Stephen's uh, uh, platform is more healthcare driven. And first off, uh, kudos to you for fostering, you know, just take a special kind of person. I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on for that. That's just, that's humane. That's awesome. Uh, it, it, kind of a, uh, going on with that because uh, uh, there's only so much money to go around. I'm trying to yeah. figure out how, how to phrase this. And so every time someone says, well, there's, there's free this or free that, you know, obviously someone, you know, yeah, there's, someone there's, pays for it. there's a thing for it. And uh, my question, people always talk about healthcare, but it's healthcare insurance. If, am I on the right track with that? That, you know, when people are saying, well, my healthcare premiums, that's healthcare insurance premiums. It's right. like a car insurance premium. Uh, and that's because healthcare itself is so high. That's right. Are we possibly attacking the wrong or fighting the wrong battle to, to go after the insurance companies and not the healthcare industry itself? Or are they joined at the hip too much? So, well, they're joined at the hip for sure. And I think it's a real, that's actually a really interesting question. I mean, yeah, you're right. The uh, We're talking about insurance uh, in regards to, to healthcare reform. But I think that, the thing that we have to realize is that it's kind of a catch-22 on it, right? So we, and this is where I think the Affordable Care Act did it right. A lot of people hate the individual mandate, but the biggest thing that we saw was that people who were young, right, our age, um, were not getting insurance. They were staying off of insurance. And you might not get sick, but catastrophic injury happens to everybody. And, you know, I don't go to the doctor very often. I don't get sick very often. But a car wreck could happen to me. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And then people who are young tend to have a whole lot less in savings. So they go to the hospital. They get, you know, two hundred to $400,000 worth of life-saving necessary medical service. And uh, they can't afford it. And so the hospital gets stiffed with the bill. And a hospital still has a bottom line. A hospital still has to make their books right. And so they have to disperse that either through an, an increase to the consumer or they have to eat the cost. Well, you know, one of the, the no, little known facts about hospitals is most of them are nonprofits. So they can't really eat cost. And so they have to pass it on to the consumer. And so the Affordable Care Act attempted to rectify that by saying you have to have insurance. And it became that kind of where insurance companies, which are in a way the middleman, are helping, are paying those hospitals and, and doing what insurance does. And is it a perfect scenario? No, I do think that there is a middleman between that. But insurance works for car insurance, insurance works for a whole bunch of industries, right? Home insurance and stuff like that. So I, I think that you're, you're right. It, it does go after uh, insurance reform. And should there be a conversation about uh, addressing medical costs? Absolutely. And, and I don't think that people are trying to have that conversation in Congress. And that's something that does upset me. Interesting. I, I like that. A great answer on that. So, uh, if I may just, who, who's Stephen? What does he bring to the table kind of professionally, politically? Uh, well, I'm, people know about you. I'm 32. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Do you like pina coladas? I love pina coladas. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm a native Houstonian. Um, I, I'm a seventh generation Texan. My whole family uh, lives here. Um, everyone that's alive generally lives in Texas. Um, 
the claim to fame of my family is that my grandmother's dad brought uh, the first carbonation to to the city of Houston. Uh, so he carbonated drinks, and he also he was also the first ice manufacturer in Houston, which is pretty cool. Um, Whoa, that's like statue level, right? I there. know, right? Bringing ice, it's just making those old fashions <laughs> better. Uh, so I uh, grew up. I went to high school at Jersey Village High School, which is off Beltway in 290. Um, went to uh, Spring Branch Elementary, uh, then Fraser Elementary, which is over by where my parents live now, 290 in Fairbanks. And uh, after high school, uh, went to Arizona State University. Um, started in politics in 2008. Um, I was bored with my job and, uh, wanted to just volunteer. So I went and volunteered, um, started the whole volunteering thing, volunteered until 2009, um, when I was asked to, uh, work on a couple of campaigns in 2010, uh, I worked for the Harris County Democratic Party. Uh, my title was, uh, operations and logistics director, which is a really fancy way of saying I helped open all of the campaign offices. There were roughly 15 campaign offices across Harris County. You realize that acronym is old. Old, yeah. Okay, <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. And uh, that was kind of my first, like, sinking my teeth into, uh, sinking my teeth into um, politics in a real way. Um, I got out, got to speak to people and, and kind of hear what they were, their concerns were. Um, in 2011, I was asked to run uh, then city council member Ed Gonzalez's campaign, um, who is now Sheriff Gonzalez of Harris County. And uh, so it ran his campaign. Uh, the notable thing about that campaign, there are two notable things. One is that he won. Two is that I was spurred by a rooster in his district. Uh, it, it turns out in, in District H of the city of Houston, there is a, uh, a violent rooster community. And uh, I was chased down the street and got spurred pretty good by a rooster. So uh, that, that was a fun thing. And uh, in 2000, and at the end of 2011, uh, I went and actually worked for uh, Councilmember Gonzalez's staff. I did a lot of policy work, particularly around public safety. Um, in 2012, I started uh, working for Mayor Anise Parker. And uh, my job was uh, doing like deep dive policy research. So taking a look at... Um, public safety in general, looking at uh, fire department and fire suppression methodology and a lot of very boring things, taking a look at police response times and stuff like that. Um, and then in 2014, I started doing economic development for the city of Houston. So I was part of a team of people who helped manage uh, special districts called tax increment reinvestment zones, um, which is effectively a way to take tax uh, revenues that are above and beyond what the city of Houston says they're willing to collect and then reinvest them in that particular district. Um, people either really love them or they really hate them. They're a pretty controversial thing. And then uh, I also helped negotiate deals for the city of Houston. So anytime a business would, um, a, sm a smaller mid-sized business would say, we'd like to move the city of Houston or we want to start up, we would help them uh, walk them through the permitting process and do kind of like a, a startup in a day deal for them. And then uh, we would, um, after we would do, and then we would also help uh, negotiate incentives, right? So uh, municipalities um, are, have the ability to to effectively give money back to a developer. And there are m lots of different ways to do it. But what the city of Houston does and what the, the deals that I negotiated do is we um, allow ad valorem taxation to be discounted. So your property taxes get discounted over a series of 10 years. And the trade-off was that uh, you do public infrastructure improvements. So you, you're a business, you want to start, you want a nice sidewalk in front, you want good water supply, uh, you want good sewage lines. So you improve those things for the city of Houston and we discount your taxes on the back end. 
and uh, negotiated a couple of those deals, wrote a couple of those deals. And uh, then I got moved over to the uh, mayor's office of innovation. And what my job is, is to go and work with departments to identify fraud, waste and abuse, as well as just kind of inefficiency and uh, work with the, the different um, the different employees and the, the different directors to, to help improve those processes. And we use something called Lean Six Sigma methodology, which is a, uh, a performance improvement process management methodology. And so that is my extremely wonky description of what I do. Wow, I thought I was a nerd. This is awesome. This is, <laughs> you know, as is, uh, so in other words, you've got street cred. I mean, I don't know. We could have just said street cred. I mean, I, I can like name Star Wars characters and stuff. I don't know if that counts as street cred, you know? Well, how would you apply this experience that you've clearly gained through the years to something like the 8th Congressional, uh, the, what is it? District. Couch. 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 I like the couch <laughs> idea. I'm just, you know. I, I think at the end of the day, or even at the, the beginning of the day, uh, Congress is expected to be a check and balance on the president who runs the departments of the federal government, right? So during the Obama administration, when we had this colossal failure of the VA, it is Congress's, not even responsibility, they're obligated to ask questions and to do things that are meant to improve those processes. That's what I do day in and day out. I improve processes of departments of the city of Houston. And, and we have seen a severe lack of, of personal responsibility in Congress for improving those processes that deliver services directly to Americans. And that's one of the things that frustrates me the most is, is that they, they, yeah, there's always the, you know, you have one job. You know, and, and Oh, God, I say that all the time. Right, have, <laughs> Titanic and, Lookout had one job. If they have one job, it's to, it's to do checks and balances. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's the, the kind of fundamental tenet of American democracy. And, and they're not doing it. And it's a very, very frustrating thing. And, and, and it's not just Republicans, it's also Democrats as well in Congress. And that's one of the things that frustrates me. Awesome. Uh, do we have to go to break? I have one quick question, but... Go for it. Awesome. Well, uh, kind of like a heartfelt question here. So, you know, this is Montgomery County. Yeah. Stereotypically, you know, I was joking earlier, armadillos tend to get more <laughs> votes. But there seems to be a shift. You know, the recent Woodlands Township election shows that, you know, for those who don't know, don't know uh, it was a nonpartisan race, uh, but a Democrat did did uh, is now the director of the the woodlands so you know that's no longer uh, a given i've seen enough local campaigns where people will run you, you know not thinking they have a chance to win but they say you know i just have something to say and this is a platform to say it is do you have something to say or are you in no no no, no i'm in okay. one of the things that i think is really important is to always focus on the fact that you can't have an elected official and not have them challenged regularly. I think that's one of the most important things. I mean, if, if you wanted me to get real nerdy, uh, you know, Alexi de Tocqueville, whenever he came to America, commented on American democracy and said, there's a difference between European democracy and American democracy. And the difference, one of, one of the, the main differences is that American, in, in American democracy, we are all participants because we are borderline cynical that we don't want to lose what we have and we don't want someone else to get more than what we have. We all want to participate because we all want an equal share. And I think that that is an important tenet and that's what I was raised on. And I think that when you don't have people running against incumbents, the incumbents forget that everybody in their district is equally important to them. It's not just Republicans. And I, I get that we run on ideas 
But at the end of the day, you have to look out for all your constituents. And I don't think that Kevin Brady has done that in a long time. And he hasn't had a Democratic opponent since 2012. And he had a Republican opponent in 2016 and almost lost. So I think that uh, I think that it's it's a really important fundamental tenet of American democracy for us to make sure that people are challenged. And I believe I disagree with his ideas, and I think that there are better ideas out there to put forward. Awesome. Now, Dick and Skippy, we've been talking about trying to turn our show into like the official Montgomery County Candidates Forum. Uh, so maybe we can suck you into coming back in the studio someday, maybe even sit down with uh, opponents, yeah. have debates. Of course. Uh, ice cream. So, yeah. you, you know, we, and we, we, we get to set the debate rules, and we've been working on that. You know, you can only call your opponent a poopy head, <laughs> for instance. Uh, you know, as a, as a, discour- as a disparagement. Uh, that's it for me, Dick. You got you got anything on this? Well, one? we got to take a break already. We got to say thank you to our sponsors and stuff. Yeah, but you want to stick around? Oh, of course. All right. I'm sorry I haven't been talking. I had like a allergy attack while I was about to speak, and he was reading his, the fine print on the back of his voter ID card <laughs> to figure out. Can I laminate do. this or not? <laughs> uh, uh, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. We want to say a special thanks to our sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com and, of course, Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. We'll be back here on Mornings with Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Here on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It is 10.15, folks. Hanging out in the studio till 11 o'clock today with Stephen David. If you're just now joining us and you missed the meat of the conversation. You missed a heck of an interview. We're on podcast, Morning's Lone Star, YouTube. We do YouTube and we do do our shows on TV on Channel 12 in Conroe area and Channel 21 in the Houston area. 
all that kind of stuff. Boom, boom, boom. Done with that. All right, let's get down to the good stuff, yeah. right? What is the good stuff? I have no idea what the good stuff oh, is. Oh, I thought you were going to segue into Star Wars. Uh, re- real quick, just to carry over from last time, you did uh, mention... ElexStevenDavid.com. ElexStevenDavid.com. Yeah, Ooh, and follow me on Twitter, at SteveDavid. And that's the... Okay, so... Steve with a V. With the political stuff... When it comes to social media, this is one thing I love. And then, okay, we're still going to talk about politics a little bit. One thing I love about we're talking how fortunate about the, we have a politician well, in the studio. Well, fortunately, <laughs> no. Yesterday, I was talking about how I love at the the turning point in politics in in the United States is technology is hitting that peak where basically anything you do is tracked, and uh, you know if I type in your name. And I'm really good at Google searches or Bing searches or whatever search engine you're doing. You can really dig and find stuff that's been a long time, happened for a long time. Like, for example, that's why we were talking about the 2016 presidential election. Like, if you typed in Hillary Clinton, you're going to find some interesting things about her. Like, if you just, if you're, you're for bipartisan, you don't know what you're doing, you're going to find, if you did, you know, two hours of research, you're going to get really crazy results. And unfortunately for Donald Trump, he hasn't been a politician for that long. So when it comes to politics, they don't really have records. Of what he, they have records of what he's been doing, right. but like not in the political sense. Mm-hmm. Now, with that, uh, with you doing Twitter and things like that, is that something that being young, thirty-two years old, you're really you got the oh, I can't put that on Facebook. It shows me drinking a beer. So like you have that mentality because I had that mentality when I went to school. Yeah, and school, my school I went to, it's like you can't do this even if you're twenty-one. And I'm so it was more, That's why I love my I age. Felt we like didn't I, have that. I felt like I was running a political campaign, being at school for my conduct. So I was like, I can't do it, can't do it. But uh, with today's political world, it, do you do you see yourself having the advantage over the older dudes like a Kevin Brady or somebody who like that? Because you kind of understand what the world's doing. Because I felt like, for example, Hillary Clinton didn't really understand how the internet worked yeah. with a lot of the decisions she said and used technology that way. But then, and that's why I think Donald Trump has been such a big surge, like in Twitter stock. Like he basically is the re- only reason Twitter's still around. I've, I'm convinced of that. Oh, I'm, I'm team dick on that. I one. feel like if he quit it and went to something else, it'd be. I wonder what would happen to Twitter. But <laughs> uh, the crickets. Oh, that'd be their logo. Well, I wouldn't mind crickets. seeing the stats on his stuff. You know, I, seriously, just look at uh, Twitter. I think is publicly traded. Just look at the stock history. Well, I mean, the stats on his posts or tweets or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people looked at him? How many people? You oh, know, you know, 14 million look at everything he does, whether they love him or hate him or indifferent. You know, because I don't really use Twitter that much, so I don't know how like how much tracking you can do on it, and I don't know what their their stat system. Oh, I'm sure is. the Twitter Home Office has those stats. They yeah. have to have their algorithms. They call it Twitter Analytics. Twitter. Okay. Wouldn't yeah, they call it Twitter Lytics and just Twitter Lytics? Twitter Lytics. <laughs> See, that's why you need to hire me. Year. I can. I can. That Twitter, is li- tw- that is efficiency tweet. right there. You know, cutting out extra syllables that we just don't yeah, need. Yeah, Twitterlytics. Yeah, Twitterlytics. It rolls off the tongue. Right? I could have made a fortune off that. I could have trademarked that. Son of a gun. <laughs> All right. So I, I think to, like, address your question, right, yeah. about how I feel did about— Did I have a question, though? You, you did. I don't you really know if hey, I did. He picked <laughs> one out of it. Let him run with <laughs> it. Yeah, go, right. Stephen, go. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that the—for me, right, I, I don't necessarily feel the fear that you had when you were in school— because at the end of the day, I don't really care to lie to people about who I am, right? I'm I'm me, and I'm gonna run as me. And I'm I've got I'm like commercially in the morning, and I brew beer, and I'm proud of the fact that I brew beer. I like it, and so I don't choose to try and hide those things. I think that there are very insensitive things that people can do on social media. 
and I try and avoid that. But as far as like hiding who I am, I don't think that that's a big thing. And, and, and I mean, if we're going to take a look at, you know, someone well, like Donald Trump, he didn't hide anything on Twitter, right? He puts everything. Well, on I think Twitter. that's what, uh, what I meant and more about. It's it. not more about hiding. It's more about how you use the technology and how you can either present yourself in a certain way. And then when people meet you or, you know, your actions are different than what you're speaking. Oh yeah. I sense. see what you're saying. Kind of like in a real world situation, like you have your, the Facebook friend who's just perpetually, uh, I don't want to say depressed, uh, a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so every post is, Oh, it's another dull, it's a dark day to day. Yeah. Debbie Downer from SNL. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. And so, I don't want to call this. There's a friend I have who does this. I don't want to call him to hang out because I know he's going to bring me down. But, you know, those who, like me, when I post, it's usually fun, funny, party time stuff for an old guy. Well, and I, So I think that the, the, I think a little bit of the opposite. So so I do think that, you know, it, it gives you an indicator, right? People do put, uh, kind of live their life on their sleeve on, on social media. But I think that the more interesting thing, thing about social media is the, the kind of keyboard warriors that you get. Right, the people who who are just vicious, the faceless, yeah, just vicious, and then and then you get in front of them, and they're just the nicest human beings in the world, right? And and I think that one of the things that's uh, funny, right, at least for me, is getting out and talking to people. I've had people who who I recognize them from Twitter or Facebook, and they they were just horrendous people, and they're the nicest people in the world when you get in front of them. But also, I've met people who seem generally okay, and they get in front of you, and they're like, "I hear you're the party of baby killers." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, man!" Like, you got, holy cow! Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> see, I think that would be a lot of fun. But well, that's again, the tightrope. Interesting. That's the tightrope I walk every day because you know I'm conservative, fiscally, you know, member of the grand old party. That's what GOP stands for. Did you know that? Grand old party. The grand old party. So I'm, although I did run for president myself, and I tied for third. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. Were you a write-in? I wrote myself in, and I got about two dozen votes. Skippy good. for Prez, and that's good with a Z. You. Yeah, look it up. I actually had a decent platform going on there. I had good an answer for, for everything. But I tied for third, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, so it's actually funny you say I have a really funny story. So technically, I've been an elected official before. There are these really small things called municipal utility districts. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so I was a director on them, and they're an elected, they're elected positions, one of the lowest levels of elected Yeah, you can, you can like, vote it in with three people, like uh, one house. So I had an opponent. And he forgot to vote for himself, so I won with 12 votes to zero votes. I had a landslide victory. <laughs> I was like 23. Oh, wow. <laughs> it sounds like the guy that runs against the corpse and loses. Right, right. <laughs> that's, that's been known to happen. Someone like gets on the ballot, they die. Right. And, What's that in West Wing? Uh, oh, it's been a West Wing. It's been a night court. It's been in reality. Uh, well, just last, last year, in another judicial race, uh, there was the sitting judge, and I'll, I'll try not to use names, but he was, after his name went on the ballot and he filed and everything, uh, there was a... Uh, he left. He got out. He yeah. stepped down from the bench as part of a deal because there was accused judicial malfeasance in a uh, letter to jurors. And so he had to, he couldn't take his name off the ballot. So part of the deal was, well, if you win the primary or if there's a runoff, you have to step down. He won. It wasn't <laughs> even a runoff. He like won and he had to step down. So the... Judge, the 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 person who that person looked out or looked in. Well, she, whatever you want to call it. Basically, she was asked by the local media. Basically, how does it feel? You lost to a you got the job, but you lost to a guy who wasn't even running for like the last month because he couldn't do any. This is like a month before, three weeks or four weeks before the election. He couldn't do any more 
He had to take up all the signs and couldn't do any campaigning whatsoever. She still lost to him. And she's well, that's one thing I, I find really interesting. We we're talking about this yesterday with the close. Was it yesterday, the last day you could put yeah, in your name Monday, or whatever? Uh -huh. yeah. And now we're talking about Montgomery County and the voters. And the thing I always found interesting about them is when you see the percentage of who voted and who registered, and you know, it's really bad. But that percentage of people who voted, you know, those people really care about what's going on in Montgomery County because I mean, that's I don't know how to start a campaign here because it's too too off the wall because mm -hmm. you really I, I just don't know how to get, touch the general public you don't touch the general public here when you're trying to get votes you're touching groups and those are the only people who continuously vote in every election so i mean you got you got an uphill battle regardless of what position you're running because the the population here that votes they vote every year and then there's certainly a lot of people who do not vote but every pack there is it seems like if the candidate's trying to hit packs he's got to like he or she in an effort to cater to that particular pack will offend or disappoint the other pack next to them. So it's all a numbers game. You, to try and make everyone happy uh, is, is just, I think, doomed to fail. Uh, I, I would you know, I, worship I'll, the All you have to do is just start accusing people of stuff, and it will just go with it. That's our, it's <laughs> already going the, now. Just be the first. Just, that's the most important thing. Just be the first. <laughs> well, that's why I dug that candidate forum last year with uh, the two guys going, hey, you know, I really like this guy. Vote for him or vote for me. We don't care. Just <laughs> we're both. And they were like, we're both equally trained for this job. Uh, I'm not saying that's should how, that's how I'm, every yeah, campaign I'm not really encouraging that. I was no, nor, nor I, but I, it was. Refre I'll say well, it was you can refreshing. call me a baby killer. That'd be really interesting. If someone came up and called oh, me dude. that, I'd be like, Whoa. Oh, you're a baby killer. I'm a racist misogynist. Oh, great. Here we go. There we go. You left wing. <laughs> not you. But I can't imagine, man. That'd be insanity. Actually, what started this conversation was uh, you'd mentioned uh, the VA earlier. Mm. Now, I'm Mr. I have a son who's a Marine or, or did eight years in the Corps, the National Guard, uh, and come from a military family. So I'm like Mr. Mr. Veterans. Uh, what was it? You just weren't throwing the VA in there. I mean, is, is, is there a, a reason behind that platform there? Do you think? Yeah, that, I mean, the, it's I. <laughs> This is this is one of those things. I've, my uncle was in the military or was in the Marines. Uh, my cousin is in the army. Two cousins are in the army. Um, I have a lot of family members that are in the military, and I think it's really important that for people who serve, when they come out, there's a promise, right? And that promise is you can uh, be affected by the GI Bill. You can go to college. You can, uh, and you're going to get health care for the rest of your life. And I, and the interesting thing, right, is everyone attacks socialized medicine. Well, that's what the VA is, right? It's it's socialized medicine for people who put their life on the lines for the nation. And I think that's a really important thing to do. And thanking people for their service is equally important. When we allow the VA to, to you know, there are wait times and people get kicked off lists. And, and there are the, the horrendous things that we heard about uh, when this whole VA scandal uncovered a few years ago. It, it is incumbent upon all branches of government to focus on this because we really do have to focus on the this core group of people who, again, put their lives on the line. And uh, that's one of the things that I definitely feel passionate about because it, at the end of the day, it's improving government process, and I love doing that. And uh, I can't think of a more noble government well, process good to improve. Good thing you do that for a living. I know, right? <laughs> right. He brings that to the table. And he likes our Star Wars coasters. Oh, actually, those are just, uh, I, they didn't, I couldn't that. find a Star Trek one, so I had to settle. Uh, I, 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 brought, I got Star Trek stuff, too. I, I swing both ways uh, when it comes to the Star stuff. But something we're talking about <laughs> earlier, 
Har har har. Well, I was, you know, I was alive for both of them. I, one of my earliest memories is watching original Star Come Trek. On, it's an original run. Close, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got you. Yeah, I'm old. I get I it. I feel you on it. But um, I, earlier I was talking about like the shift, like you know, especially in Montgomery County, you can have a deeply entrenched red or blue state, or yeah. you know, more and more purple seems to be popping up here. As a result, that there are no oh, what's purple, uh, kind of mix of red and blue. Okay, like Texas is pretty red, pretty conservative, but Houston is traditionally blue. Well, the five major cities are yeah. right. So San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, Houston, El Paso. They didn't have Democrat mayors, no. um, but Republican um, Congress and senators. It's just how it is. So, um, and you know, well, Ann Richards, she was, you know, she's firmly blue. Um, so it can go back and forth, especially in the government. But, but, um, as a candidate, one of the first things, or as a, as a guy, not as a candidate, you came in and you remarked on the, the, the Star Wars, uh, coasters that we have in the studio. And I'm noticing that more. There's another candidate. I know she's running for judge and I uh, was videotaping her and she was talking about my cousin Vinny and Star <laughs> Wars and that her favorite movie is uh, baby driver <laughs> because of A, B and C. And it's like. This is a new whole crop of candidates that these are candidates. Well, that's why I made that comment about you know, the older folks. You and can like I can kind of tell when people aren't themselves on the social media. It's like really kind of obvious. And I go, they're just not really getting how this tool works because. Well, there's also it, it, it goes towards the genuine factor, too. If you had some old guy in who doesn't know Star Trek from Star Wars, he'd be going. Yes, I'm a big fan of the the, the Power Rangers because you know who you can tell they don't know what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? They're trying I like to be cool. The Voltron. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we'll go see. I grew up in Japan, so I, I'm like hardcore on the original. You grew up all over the place. I did. Yeah. I did. So military military privilege, but um, it seems to be a whole new crop of candidate out there that they they're younger, they're hipper. Let's put it into Star Trek terms. So we had Shatner being the original Kirk, yeah. and he was already kind of older, even. But then you get Chris Pine as the new Kirk, who's like, what, Those 14 years old? Those movies suck. Well, but but what I'm saying is that he's younger. He is the cowboy diplomat. You know, he is what Kirk was, I think, always supposed to be, which is really, you know, a kid. See it of your pants. He's like 22 when he takes over the Enterprise. Yeah. Can you imagine any 22-year-old, especially in this generation, taking over the starship? LeVar Ball <laughs> and his kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, they just, what, shoplift the Enterprise? Yeah. <laughs> Which is the name of my next band, by the way, Shoplift the Enterprise. So I think that the important thing that, that I see uh, when talking with people, um, and, and one thing to, to mention is that the, uh, this district, uh, Congressional District 8, the median age is 37, right? It's a young district. And, and I get out there and I talk to people, and I find fewer and fewer people who walk up to me and say, you are going to, especially young people, but fewer and fewer people saying, I'll never vote for you because I'm going to vote straight ticket Republican. It, they, they walk up and they say, how do you feel about this and this and this, right? And it's issues. And, and I think that 2018 is going to be the start of a series of elections that are all based on issues. How do you feel about healthcare? Do you think that my child should be kicked off of health insurance, right? It was really impressive to me, right? It, when the Affordable Care Act passed, there were quite a few things that it did, but what it did was it said, you can't get kicked off your health care because of a pre-existing condition or denied health care because of a pre-existing condition. If you're 26 
or 26 or younger, you get to stay on your parents' health care. And then it also said that there are things called essential health benefits that are covered. And if you want to be an insurance company and provide a and have coverage, you have to cover at least these 10 things, right? And it's like vaccines and maternal care and, and you know, wellness exams and stuff like that. And it took maybe two years uh, after all the kicking and stream, screaming um, on both sides, right, of, uh, of, of how this is horrible. It's a violation of our rights, blah, blah, blah. Um, it took maybe two years, maybe three for Americans to view that as a normal standard thing that they now expect. And when this healthcare bill was trying to be pushed through, I, I heard nothing but uh, nothing but essential health benefits, essential health benefits, right? And it makes sense. Why shouldn't maternity care be required to be covered if you're going to have an insurance plan? And, you know, the 26 and under thing wasn't because President Obama and the Democrats just felt generous towards 26-year-olds. We're in an economic situation in which people who are 26 years old aren't getting jobs that have health insurance covered. So they have to stay on their parents' insurance. And I think that that's another thing that is really unfortunate is people who are coming out of college who are young aren't getting economic opportunity like my parents got, like my grandparents got. You know, we're coming out saddled with that. I have like $40,000, $47,000 in student debt. And that's not an abnormal thing for Americans. So we're coming out with more student debt than our parents. We're coming out with less economic opportunity. And we're not able to take that, take that really firm step into the middle class by purchasing a home right outside of, uh, of college. And so I think that it's really important for us to recognize that my parents and grandparents had more opportunity than what I had and what people younger than me are having coming out of, uh, coming out of college. And it's very, very important that our Congress recognize that that is an issue and that we have to work on it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> off the air. Cool. cool. Well, cool. He raised some really <laughs> interesting points on both sides. Some I, you know, uh, I'm, I contract with some I'm uh, vehemently opposed to. I'd love to talk with you off the air and kind of get, as I said, I'm the guy that when I go to a, uh, I always, I always like to early vote, but as late as possible. So I enjoy the benefits of early voting, but in case there are any like October surprises, I'm, I'm ready for them. Uh, but I'm the guy that like hits all the candidates and the issue. So I'm glad to hear you say this is, is going to be an issue driven thing. I just I, pretend, I, really I just so. pretend to care, <laughs> you know? Just give me your voter ID card. I'll take care of it for you. Be conscientious. Vote twice. I've already thrown it away. <laughs> Apparently, you don't need it. So I just need to have my ID on. Well, if, if, if your license is that's, la that's somewhat screwed. laminated and it fits nicely in my wallet. So there you go. Convenience is a big issue with me when it comes to this kind of stuff. There you go. <laughs> so, so far, the local government or whoever's in charge of this is inconveniencing me. Okay. That's, so, that's, that's pretty federal right there. So, the, the right to vote is kind of universal. Susie Harvey. I'm talking to you. Uh -huh. You're my elections administrator. Change this stuff. <laughs> Unacceptable. Calling you out. <laughs> Can you imagine just calling this phone number and start complaining about this? What's this? This car doesn't fit my wallet. She probably didn't give a you know. Anybody? Nobody? You guys you guys actually like it? I mean, I I think it's always been that way. If if you wanted to have a conversation about making you know it digital or follow you by like thumbprint, well, I just want. Awesome. I mean, half the stuff I have in my wallet is a certain dimension. So, so you're you're less concerned about the fact that it's paper and more concerned about the fact that it fit inside your wallet, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to fold it. But folding it will deteriorate over time. Nah, you're fine. 
Because you get it like every you two fold years. It, it's kind of you get it rubbing. Every two years. It's gonna rub. Well, I mean, yeah, if you wash your wallet and stuff. No, if it's folded, <laughs> you put folded pieces of paper in your wallet. Somehow, like they always come out worse than they were when they put them in. Well, it's gonna come out worse, but it's not gonna come out damaged irreparably. But then again, we don't even need it. Yeah, I mean that's fair too. So, just throw it away, Susie. Folks. We're calling. No, just, just throw it away. <laughs> there we go. We actually had a, a listener go to our Facebook page. Yeah, and write MW Lone Star. Yeah, this is cool. So. uh We'll just go first. She name. probably didn't like our conversation, and that's why they asked questions. They're going off to yeah, yeah. I, so I did that on purpose. We started talking about Star Trek and Star Wars to get the, the heavy answer. <laughs> we, <laughs> pro- we probably need to take a break. We've been on for 20 minutes. Have we? Yeah. Oh, we, how fun. about we ask the question, then we answer, we come oh, back. Yeah, we'll Boom, teaser. Some, so Carolyn asks, uh, uh, wants to know about the campaign organization, your team, and fundraising efforts. So okay. chew those over. We'll throw them under the bus when we come back you here go. on Mornings with Lone Star. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We are going to take a quick sponsored break here. So stay tuned. We got more Steven on the way. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. It's 1038, Conroe's FM, 104.5, 106.1. ElectStevenDavid.com. We have him in the studio. With a V. Steven with, Steven a, v. with, a, v. with a V. That with needs to be your tagline going, I'm Steven. Steven with, with a V. A v. Actually, actually, it is, there, there is something very interesting about me. So my middle name is Randolph, and it's, uh, it's Germanic. And it actually is translates. Randolph with a V? It, no, it's Randolph <laughs> with a PH. And uh, it translates into Wolf Shield. Wolf Shield. My middle name is literally translated to Wolf Shield. That is so awesome. So you're saying the word Randolph translates into Wolf Shield? Yeah. So every Randolph? Yeah. So, was, so okay. Rudolph, I wonder what that was like. Rudolph, is that like... I don't know. Giraffe I've Shield, the Red Nose Ranger? Yeah, we got to figure that one out. So you can just call me Stephen Wolf Shield David. Oh, man. I am... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I vote just on the name. <laughs> I have a friend, uh, a couple of friends named... Uh, the One is a Steel Hammer. Oh, yeah? And... Uh, she was in a play with a guy whose last name was Stone Cipher. 
Wow. Like, yeah, Steel Hammer and Stone Cypher. Hey, it sounds like an 80s buddy hey, pop movie. Someone asked a question through Facebook. Can we just, can we ask that question Get back again? to the question. Okay, so. we have a guest here. Yeah, and he's a cool guest. He, he's, he's on a short time. He's on a short time. He's got to get back to the efficiency stuff and where he's working. Okay, so, Stephen, uh, one of our listeners, see, Dick, I told you we had a listener out there, uh, wants to know about your organization, uh, your team, and any fundraising efforts coming up. So the organization, right, is I, the organization is me. I've got some interns. I've got uh, a few volunteers. And uh, right now it's focusing on fundraising, which I think is the the crux of or the thrust of Carolyn's question. Um, fundraising is hard. You know, it, it's one of those things that I think I haven't met a candidate yet. Isn't that, that says, a saying, though? I love fundraising. People don't say that. Well, it's like a uh, saying that the best candidate is the p person who can raise the most money. Like, that's how you get elected, basically. If you're really good at raising money, that party's going to like you. Well, to raise money, I think, is an indicator of your leadership abilities. If you can inspire people to open up their wallets and you can right. inspire them into battle kind of thing. Right. Uh, but I don't so think what, if I make— So you scheme people? So you're the best schemer? Uh, <laughs> if you want to go that route, <laughs> I have some more Conroe coffee, Dick. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that. I was Oopsies. But— uh, you see, you see what I'm talking about? You can, if you I'm can inspire kidding. more and more people to do it. So, so not you should just go in, Steven, and just say, like, just give me your money. And then. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, I don't know if I would. What's your fundraising plan? What do you do? So, I mean, it's it's making phone calls. I mean, on, to to say that Democrats aren't the base uh, is would be a lie. I'm calling a bunch of Democrats in the district as well as in the area. I have a lot of uh, political connections inside Houston, so it's calling them as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, asking them to to commit to the campaign. Um, you can make those donations on electstevendavid.com if you really like what I, I stand for. But that button needs to be a lot bigger, man. The the con contribute the button. Yeah, yeah we're gonna revamp button. your website yeah. for oh, you before right. you're gone. All right, take some tips. Yeah. And uh, it's you know it, it is one of the most difficult things of of campaigning for anybody, right? And one of the things that uh, I've found, and uh, especially in this like larger region, is that there are a couple of very very competitive Democratic races um, in the region. And so there are four or five Democrats in each race and they're all fundraising against each other and they're all calling the same people that I call. And, you know, everyone's saying, oh, I'm going to give to you to this race. Well, you don't, oh, Stephen, you don't have a Democratic opponent. Oh, you don't have uh, someone running against you. So we'll give to you a little bit later. And, I, and I'm getting a lot of that, but that's just the difficulty of fundraising. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a normal thing for campaigns. And, and to say that it isn't a steep learning curve would be a lie. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's a good question to Carolyn. I actually shout out to Carolyn. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, I've I've met her a couple of times before, and she's a very passionate uh, denizen. Now, is of she going to be the kind that she's going to stop listening to us when you're off the air? Because Carolyn, don't leave us yet. We we, we got a good show on the other days we have of the week so too. Many important things to say every day. Yeah, we it's, do. It's, We're nitty gritty. It's inconceivable not to listen to us. because yeah. <laughs> we'll make you laugh. We'll make you think. But we'll never make you bored. That's a horrible tagline. Well, you, he's he's quiet eyes like what the hell? Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to process it. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. We don't have a donate button though, so <laughs> <laughs> donate to Dick and Skippy's new for tag a better, line yeah, for a better tagline. <laughs> well, I, I want to wish you luck on this because we are we're gonna have to be wrapping this up in uh, ten minutes or so. And uh, one thing I want to leave you like with have an opportunity with is if people are listening right now, and I know you can't be like the savior or like the answer. You can't have all the answers and stuff like that. And you've already put on that the, the issues are the big thing for the next election. For Montgomery County, what are the issues that are going to be pressing here? The issues that I've heard from people who live in Montgomery County are 
first off, healthcare, and second off, tax reform. Uh, I think that that people are very, very afraid. I I have sensed nothing but fear about this tax reform bill or this tax scam. I, I try. I already went off my branding. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but the the tax bill that's being put forward, um, there's a lot of what what ifs, and there's a whole lot of unanswered questions. They're still talking about it in the. Uh, they're still talking about it in the uh, the Senate and the House. And but one thing that we found is that because the Senate bill was pushed forward so quickly, and there were so many handwritten notes, there's effectively a, uh, a 248 million dollar uh, just like overage. Like, oh, they didn't account for it, right? And that's kind of the issue that that I see generally, and I think people feel generally right now with Congress is that there's a whole bunch of seat of your pants stuff going on. And so it, to, to answer your question in a very roundabout way, um, the issues that I hear are healthcare and in taxes, the, the tax reform bill that's coming through. Well, that's a good answer, I guess. You got a better one there, Dick Schistler? No, not at all. <laughs> Give me your money. Give me your money. <laughs> yeah, we're going to run your campaign. We got you covered here. <laughs> Give us your money. Well, I encourage everyone to check you out on elect Stephen with the V, David.com. And you're going to see Star Wars this week. So oh, I've my been, God. I can't wait. I'm not going to. I'm going to I'm, I'm, gonna I'm spoil boycotting it, it. I hated it. I don't care. Spoil it for me all you want. I don't care. On the air. I don't you, care. And I'm going to blame you. I don't care. Bring it. Bring it. You can't hate it. You said you hate it? No, I'll let the anger flow through me, and I'm just <laughs> no. letting it happen. Let it manifest. It's going to be... I really did not like A Force Awakens. I thought it was really cheap, cheaply done. And uh, it pulled out the heartstrings of like, oh, these, these guys like Star Wars. Let's just throw the same Star Wars stuff at them. Didn't change anything. I mean, boring. You've you, at least got to see it. You think you know someone. Actually, when I found out that my current wife was not neither a Star Wars nor a Star Trek fan, it's like, you think you know someone. Yeah, right. you know, I've known this woman off and on for 30 years before we finally got married. And then, <laughs> then she outs herself to me. I'm not a Star Wars fan. Well, what about Star Trek? Oh, no, not so much. Uh, and I'm stuck with this one. We, we I'm a Kardashian fan. Oh, Kardashian. my God. Okay, that that would break the no really? divorce. You would dislike somebody because they like something else? That's yeah. not very nice of you. I'm, I'm a mean old man. I yell at kids to get off my lawn. Good for you. That's, yeah. That's true. Don't walk on the lawn. And don't <laughs> Keep let your dog, the grass. And don't yeah. let your dog poop on my lawn either. Well, that's just crazy. No, I'm the guy with the, actually the little pooper bag. So, so I can go after the pooping jogger. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the, our, mad pooper. Our, the mad pooper. The mad pooper. You gotta yeah. get it right when you're gonna. We actually, like there's actually a story we came up with about uh, we found about this woman who was pooping as she jogged. Uh, really? Did we, did we kid you not. That's a thing. That's uh, apparently where was that in like Nebraska or something? It wasn't Texas. That was in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, well, you gotta know where these mad well, poopers are. Well, that explains <laughs> a lot right there. You legalize yeah. marijuana, and all of a sudden they're pooping in your yard. We really like to connect things, don't you? Yeah, that yeah have well, nothing to do with I each mean, other. cannibalism. <laughs> I guess if you're really into your run and you just don't have time to stop. Oh no, she it came out like she had some psychological issues, and it was really it was bizarre because like they, she did it in front of people and stuff. It was, oh. it was look it up. It's kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> I feel bad for that person too at the same time. But can you imagine you? just waking up, you know, getting that that morning paper and you're sipping your coffee and there's a nice little lady running around. Oh, hey, oh, what's she doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a deleted scene from American Beauty. Oh, by the way, I got the room for you. I'll, I'll send it to you today. Okay, good. So you can watch it tonight. Got to check that out. Yeah, well, and then go watch The Disaster Artist. I'm telling you, you got to watch it. 
So are you seeing Star Wars in Houston or like do you have like tickets and all that? No, kind no, of we're stuff? seeing it at uh um I I don't know what the new name of it is, but it's Santico Silverado, the one off two forty nine. Yeah, uh, uh they, that, yeah, it's, Regal Regal Theater. Yeah, yeah so we're seeing it at Regal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw episode one there. The re the re re release is great. I drank a bunch of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got a bar in there. I think yeah. that's a cool new thing. Let about, me tell you the best spot in that theaters. place. The best spot is if you're sitting looking at the theater seats, the back left aisle right there is perfect because you can get out up the second floor there's a bathroom right there and really there's a, and there's a bar right there really so when i was watching episode one i was like all right i got two minutes boop 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 boop, boop. came back you just changed my life yeah I'm, not, I'm telling you that's the best seat in that place and i don't know about the imax though what it, i guess it might have been the imax i don't know but yeah there's a bathroom no one really knows about the second floor so yeah i didn't know about it yeah there's a second floor to that years. place so you got to know where the bathroom and the, and the bar is, man. It's like, that's my go-to Jason Bourne specialty when I go into a room. Well, my, my there's the bathroom, there's, there's the bar. I haven't been to a cinema, like, for years, and I've been twice recently. One was at the uh, the Market Street. Yeah. Which, oh, my gosh, it was like every seat. You only had, like, 50 seats in the whole thing, but they were, like, the leather. Oh, yeah, 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 with the recliner and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. That's and, living life. And then the, up in Conroe, I went to, was it the Studio Grill movie Studio grill? Studio movie grill, yeah. Yeah, and that one, the wife had a Rita beforehand. Oh, yeah, and they serve you during it, and you, you press the little button to light up the thing. Yeah. I, I don't like yeah, those places. There's too, really? many, there's too many distractions. Like, there's lights, oh, and people yeah, yeah. are walking. No, it's... You a, can't watch 3D movies in there, because all the lights, like, do the star effect. Oh, you got a point there. Well, I have a so. 3D TV at home, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, come you on over. have a 3D TV at home? I have home? a 3D TV at home, yeah. Are they like powered glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to put in a little watch batteries in them. Wow. But yeah, it's cool. How is it? Uh, it depends on the movie. Uh, uh, the Walk, the, the movie about the guy the, who walked between the uh, a tightrope walk. Yeah, the Robert Zemeckis. Uh-huh. That was great. Or Zemeckis. But I, I swear to God, there was a, a they remastered Top Gun into 3D. And it's the worst. I bet it, it is. It looks like three, like, have like three plates, glass plates that they do it's projected on. <laughs> and uh, just watching these flat airplanes trying to blow each we know, other. We know you got that movie for the volleyball scene. Like, be real. <laughs> Everybody gets that movie yeah. for the volleyball scene. I told you about the time I got out of a ticket because I was like, cop pulled me over to a 90 and he rolls down the window and I was like totally nailed. And he's like, uh, any reason why you're going so fast? I said, officer's not an excuse, but I was jamming to a danger zone. <laughs> on, on my cassette deck and yeah i just got lost in the moment he's like turn on your turn it on it and ah wait he let me off he's like okay try to keep it down you can't not speed listening to that song right, right. Now, me and the boys yeah you can you can not speed to me and the boys from the volleyball scene but danger zone yeah oh yeah put the foot put the pedal to the metal well you're clearly you're on a highway and you're on a highway to the danger zone right i was more, yeah. almost on the highway to hell at that point <laughs> Probably won't work for me. Why is there a stairway to heaven but a highway to hell? I always wondered about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look it up, Mr. Google. Is this like a, why do cars have uh, shipments and ships have cargoes? Yeah, why that do kind you of question? drive on a parkway and park in a driveway? <laughs> I imagine it's like that because of all the uh, changes you have to make to paperwork. That's fair. Is that what that is? I imagine. I mean, I, I mean it also could just be purposely confusing. Right. Or just someone someone said it wrong, and it, like the butterfly it was actually the flutterby until somebody got it backwards. <laughs> and Cinderella's glass slipper was originally fur, but somebody mistranslated it from the French. Is that real? Yep. It was a VR slipper. Yeah, we're, VIR. We're, we're totally full of truth here. Yeah. So. No, it was the original Cinderella was a VIR VR slipper, uh, fur, and somebody translated it into French. Thought he heard ver, 
B-E-R-R-E, which is glass. And there you go. I heard they had the same <laughs> issue with the Bible. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Sea of Reeds instead of the Red Sea, and thou shalt not suffer a poisoner to, to live instead of a witch. How about Sorry. that? Yeah. Sorry, theologian here. <laughs> you, you, what, are, where, what aren't you? Tall. <laughs> That's very true. I'm tall for That's a hobbit. Very true. But <laughs> Part of that club. <laughs> we're right, we're, five, we're let's let's awesome. wrap this up. We're just shooting the breeze here, guys. So yeah, let's uh, last time. closing comments. Elect Stephen with a V, David.com. You actually did fulfill a lot of promise here. I was really excited about having you on the air. And thank you for being an upstanding guy so far. And I encourage everyone to check you out online. Even if you're a Republican, check it out. I think it's important that you ask, you ask those good questions or yeah. basically that kind of thing. Like, you know, if you've been running an office for so long, I can't see that one thing that kind of gets me is I wish more more people who were elected officials who quit and they talk more out outspoken are outspoken about like you can't be doing this for the rest of your life, folks. And some people are. It's kind of scary to knowing how long people have been working in Washington. And that leads to the whole new topic of, you know, term limits, the pros and cons, because there uh, right. there's great arguments on both sides. Well, I like sunset rules, and I like the idea of having term limits. Let's, right? Uh, let's bring that up tomorrow. Let's talk term limits, term limits tomorrow. And sunset rules? Laws? Sure. I like those. You like those? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know what I'm going to be like in 30 years. Oh, I do. Yeah, what am I going to be like? As nerdy as ever. Yeah, sure. The same adorably <laughs> puppy dog. I probably, I can... Bet I still hate Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh Your nerdiness will be like a fine wine. Do you hate no. America? Well, how does that have to do with America? Because it's American. It's, how is that American? It's, it's American. It's mom, apple pie, and, and Luke Skywalker. Well, Luke Skywalker wasn't really in A Force Awakens. I was kind of like disappointed with that because I wanted him to be in the movie. Which is even more reason why you should see the new one. Hey, when the going gets tough, the Jedi get yeah, into that's hiding. That's horrible. No, I, no one can answer me why Ray can do all this cool stuff. I, I never got a good, straight answer well, for I that. Well, I think we're going to find out in uh, this episode coming up. Yeah, that's why there's... Do you think they're just going to repeat everything? I think that they're probably going to try and follow the same arc. Well, I'm getting... You're pulling the nerd out in me. I, 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 I know, like... Not a Death Star that, that was, that's what my... Yeah, well, they already did the Death Star again in Force Awakens. Well, so yeah, well, no, Starkiller base, but I get you. Oh, I get you. I mean... <laughs> I get you. I... I I smell what the biggest cooking. Well, really what it did when I saw that movie, it made me understand why I don't like J.J. Abrams. Because he just, he he goes halfway to what could be the potential with all his, like, stuff. Like, Super 8's probably his best work because it was original. Super 8, was that, oh, that was Abrams, wasn't it? Yeah. And Spielberg um, produced it. it. Yeah, yeah, but, like, that movie was entertaining because it was at least original in a sense, like, the, the storyline was. But what, a found footage Star movie? Trek, yeah, never been done before. Star Trek, no, no dice there. You don't think so, huh? No, that movie sucked. I, I think it, it was good in bridging the gap between the diehards like me who remember the original. Because we hear, well, yeah, we're going to start back at the Academy days. It's like, well, we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so the the whole alternate timeline, and it was, it was pretty nicely done. I'm not a fit. I'm, I'm, I'll, mm, I'll take no. you on on that one. No. Okay, well, so we're going to talk term limits and sunset laws tomorrow. Do we have to? You brought it up. Oh, okay. You I'm did okay. bring it up. What do you feel about that kind of stuff? Because we got... 30 seconds. I think it's an important conversation to talk about um, because you have to weigh the balance between experience and stagnant ideas. And yeah. experience is very important experience and how to do laws experience and how to negotiate with foreign powers. And one of the things that you talked about was national security early on off the air. And that experience comes with how to handle that or with experience comes good ways to handle national security. But at the same time, at some point people's ideas get stagnant. And I think that new and fresh ideas are important 
And that's one of the reasons why I'm running for office is because I think that we have to make sure that people are always adapting to the new reality. And the new reality is that there are younger people who don't want to see a trillion and a half dollars in debt taken out that we have to deal with in 20, 30 years, whenever the bill comes due. And, uh, and you know, one of the things, and this will be the thing that I'm, I'll stop talking on, you know, we, this, this tax reform bill that's coming up, um, they're increasing the deficit by a trillion and a half bucks. And to pay for it, they're already talking about cutting Medicaid and Medicare. We just need a new Bitcoin. Yeah, right. Well, we if I bought one, <laughs> what, what, what was the original price? 10 cents, I think. 10 cents, oh a penny, something like that. Just one. Yeah. Check that out. Right? Well, I appreciate y'all's time. Hey, thank Steve, you. That was a good answer, by the way. Studio. We don't want to take that away. But you know, you know what that also means is that's why Rogue One was better than A Force Awakens, because they got a younger person. Rogue One was good and different. Let's better, better. Better than Force Awakens. Basically, we need to take JJJJJ out of the <laughs> equation, and we need to take Zack Snyder out of the equation. Don't ever let them touch those things, that IP, those IPs again. Wait, was Snyder involved? No, Snyder did oh, Justice League and Superman. Like, like, just yeah. take him out. Yeah, he's too Take him out. Me. You're listening to Maureen's Lonesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back tomorrow morning, 9-ish. Let's do it on the dot. We'll do our best. Uh, we want to say a special thanks before we leave today to, of course, our special guest, Stephen David. Check him out at stephendavid.com. That's V-E-N, so Stephen with a V. Uh, I like stephendavid.com. You like, what did I say? Stephendavid.com. Oh, shoot. Just look up Stephen David. You find it. All right. <laughs> Live read for our sponsors. Uh, that's what it tells me right now. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Cleansweepofficecleaning.com. Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. If you're just not joining us, we've got a full lineup, IRLoneStar.com. And don't forget, we do podcasts and YouTube. All this stuff we do on Warren's Lone Star. So if you miss Steven, you'll hear him again. Don't worry. Just follow us on Facebook for the announcement when we release the podcast. Or subscribe. You know, do what you got to do. All right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Tomorrow. Anything we're we're coming tomorrow? for you, Susie. We're coming for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, there, there are questions <laughs> to be answered. Oh, man, my music ended, so that's Uh-oh. a horrible way to go out. All right, we're out of here. Where's Lone Star? We'll see y'all later. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.